What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio today with my, uh, well, joined via Zoom with my co-host of the B Show, Mr. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Much like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, we are about of the same quality as the rest of those shows. Uh, right home. Audio-wise. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, you you know, oh, like, what? I don't really watch 24-hour news ch- channels, as nor should you. No. But the the Well, the unless, times... unless you're waiting for coffee at a Starbucks, you, you can glance over. It's fine. I don't yeah. Do, and, do, but do then you, you it, it's just really just weird to, to see and hear like interviews with like oh like dignitaries but the but it just sounds exactly the same as this podcast or the this the quality of my sound at the quality of my voice yeah at least and it's uh you know i i don't want to say unprecedented times because i feel like that's a that's a term that's just been beaten to death by just everything and everyone but you know it's the great it's the great level later of our time but yeah uh, but guys, thank you for tuning in wherever you're tuning in, whether it's SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, or YouTube. Um, because, hey, you know, we're trying this out. This is the first City Wrestling Radio, I think, full episode of the B Show, if it makes it on to YouTube. Uh, hopefully the censors don't take us down. Because I mean, we're not, I mean, we're not doing any music. We're just, our voices no. aren't copyrighted. That no. theme song isn't copyrighted so i think we're, i think we're in the clear maybe that star wars poster right behind you is like george lucas himself. not even george lucas like mickey mouse would be like oh yeah uh but guys like i said this is the b show we're here to talk about aew and uh nxt from last night aew dynamite happened and so did nxt they uh, definitely did both we're gonna talk a little bit of wrestling news before we get into all that and uh yeah like i said don't forget to like share and subscribe at cw or four and five facebook twitter and instagram follow us on uh all of those because it's fun I mean, it's something to do while you're sitting on the toilet or um, just need to do something while you're waiting, maybe waiting for a pizza to be delivered or um, you're picking up a new phone and you need to look at something or, you know, you know, while you're waiting in line to go into a grocery store. Hey, check or you're waiting outside the grocery store. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Outside to get into the grocery store. Sorry. They said, yeah. Um, No. Have you noticed? Well, okay, the grocery stores that you look at, like, do they, how bad are your lines? Uh, well, the one, I live by a grocery store in San Francisco. Um, not going to say which one, so I don't have people flocking to my house like uh, Mick Foley. But <sighs> um, we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Um, and uh, But no, I mean, it, it, there's lines. There's lines. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I'm not going to be dumb and go to Safeway at 5 p.m. So... You know what I mean? I feel like that's the best time to go to Safeway, honestly, because no, it's, it's busy, just, man. It's super busy. You got to wait in line. I, I go. Not late. that busy. People are like people are working from home. Like if in the regular times at five p.m. or six p.m., it would be the worst times. No. It's like it's just rush hour. Everybody coming home from work. Uh, just, Eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. or uh, nine thirty p.m. Thirty minutes before they close. Perfect. Yeah, time. Like about an hour ago, the senior hours at the Safeway at the at my local Safeway just ended. So. Oh. At you, it's all it's just a straight up fucking party. It's like ladies' night in a bar. Yeah, no, definitely. Um it's it's weird. Everything's <sighs> Remember weird. bars? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're in phase two in California. About to go into well, not in San Francisco, but about to go into phase three eventually, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple of months. And that's I heard when, that was tomorrow, but what is phase two? Nail salons? No, that's phase three. Uh I think tomorrow is just like 
No, phase three is profit. I think tomorrow's like some retail stores if they do the social distancing stuff. Oh, God. I, yeah. Anyways. I don't know. Fun, know, fun talk know, about about coronavirus. We're not afraid to say we're not afraid to say the words coronavirus here too. I mean, neither does AEW, but we'll get there. Yeah, um, guys. Like I said, all that stuff. Whether <laughs> follow us at CWR four and five. Shall we get into the news, Michael? Yeah, because somehow wrestling news are still happening. Like, There's a, we all thought everything was going to be on a pause, but nope, everything's still happening. No, everything's still going and going. Uh, what are we going to start with today? Because I feel like every we brought up Mick Foley. No, Mick Foley. Let's talk about him. Apparently, someone's trying to kill him. I mean, it's the implications heavily uh, revolve. I mean, it, it's heavily implied, yes. But then uh, I'm looking at the tweet. He's it's at real Mick Foley. If you don't follow him, how dare you? Bang, bang. He tweeted, yeah. He tweeted, I have the make, model, and plates for of your car. You know who you are. Surely you have better things to do than hang out at the top of my driveway with your ignition and lights on at 2.15 a.m. You sure took off in a hurry when you saw me. Get up, Corey. Get up. Show, show the people that, that shirt. What? Oh. I will describe it for the listeners. Does, does, is that the look of a man? It's the Terry Funk McFoley uh, death ma- Japanese death. It's actually the most poster. famous shirt I uh, have. Kenny Omega complimented it. Yeah, so. it's uh, Omega approved. So King of the death match. Uh, imagine robbing that guy, or not even robbing, just stalking that guy. I know McFoley is not the same man that he was when that. Sounds a little bit more sinister poster. than um, than a robbing. I don't know than a robbery. I don't. Well, know. they got they got the make model and plates of the car, so. Well, that's good. I mean, then they should be able to find them pretty easily. You think um, it's you think it's the same house as the one in Beyond the Mat? Because oh, I remember, is it Terry Funk? I mean, it would he would find out. They got the make model, make and model. That's Maybe true. Terry Funk was just like, I don't know whether or not I should I should go and up to him. It's two fifteen a.m. I just need someone to talk to. You know, I was thinking of I'm thinking of uh, what do you call it? Um, Halloween costumes for halloween hell this year at apw if it happens and uh, uh if it that's happens. a yeah that's a big swing but and, i uh, respect it me and uh gabriel were thinking about doing terry funk and cactus jack so who would be who i would be cactus jack okay and he He's... would be terry funk okay so hey, there we go I mean, does he just have like a he just has a bandana lying around yeah and some uh red white and black uh tights Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mick Foley, uh, somebody stay safe out there, Mick Foley. Like, not only do we got that whole Corona problem, we also got that whole somebody trying to home invade your problem. And yeah. hopefully that's that'll be the end of it. Yeah. No news is good news on that end. There we go. Uh, hopefully Mick Foley. I mean, I'm sure he has some good security or at least if he doesn't, he does. He will now after this. Uh, let's continue with some more news, shall we? Uh, we got some cancellations for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, actually, uh, two. Well, one postponed and one cancellation. Let's start with the postponement of the uh, Russell Dynasty at, at Madison Square Garden, postponed until 2021 uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Madison Square Garden show has been pushed to next year. Um, they'll ro- they've you know they we're going to start selling tickets, I believe, this week. Michael, sure. I guess I, mean, I don't have the story right no. in front of me. I wasn't on top of it. Oh well. You know, we got to be on top of it here. I'm I'm looking at my phone. It's okay. Uh, to take place at Madison Square Garden at August 22nd of this year, 
Um, so yeah, no, it's it's pushed back just like pretty much everything else in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I was this was kind of yeah, this was kind of a big deal, you know. Like it's Madison Square Garden, it's New Japan, all by themselves. No, uh, no yeah. ROH stink all over it. Um, oh god, yeah, I don't I don't want to talk ill ROH. They're probably the most responsible wrestling promotion next to New Japan right now. But yeah, they it was uh, you know like listening to Dave Meltzer last night. He oh, pretty much oh. said this. They were trying to make this. a uh, a dominion level show okay. and you you didn't know the card but what no. would you what would you run what what new japan main event would you run msg like con, like with the roster that they have now, jay white okada what, again mm-hmm. just but then like that's yeah. neither of them are champion i'm talking about yeah. champion like who who would naito face jay white Assuming naito to me jay white dude for sure like i that. think i don't know man i think I think New Japan has a has a level of self awareness of what like I know they want him as the next Kenny Omega, but he's not the next Kenny Omega. No, definitely not. He's a, he's himself. I mean, that match he had against Okada at New at at, at, at MSG um, two years ago. God, or was it one year ago? I don't. I forget. Um, that was a pretty good match, but that was more of an Okada just. It, that was just more of Okada just being Okada mm-hmm. more than just a great match. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, that's just that's all pie in the sky right now, considering it has been been postponed to twenty twenty one. Also, the cancellation yeah. of the uh, best of the Super Juniors tournament or the tour. I mean, that, yeah, like these cancellations, these postponements, they're, they're formalities. Like we knew this was going to happen because of the way just, you know. the world is like heading toward, not heading towards, but then just the direction of said disease. I think everyone so. held out hope. Oh yeah, you would always want to hold out hope, considering how flex, like how how rigid yet flexible everything about this thing is. You know, like I'm not saying we're gonna have a vaccine tomorrow and everything's okay, but yeah, you don't want you don't also don't want to rule out the possibility of completely closing within 2021. Uh, You can't. You can still make that prediction. It's just. It's nothing's 100 percent in New Japan statement about the cancellation of the tour. They noted that they have uh, will make announcements regarding events that are scheduled after for after June 6 upon careful monitoring of the developing situation with the pandemic. New Japan Pro Wrestling also wrote that they're continuing to explore the possibilities of presenting matches or presenting matches yeah, without fans in attendance if staff and wrestlers health and safety can be protected to the highest possible standard. They're, uh, they're doing that Goshiyazaki, uh forgot his name match, where they just stare at each other for 45 minutes. They they, they learned from that. Well, I know. Think- I, think, I think they're learning from, from AEW that you can have exciting shows with a limited number of people. Um, at the same time, it's- though, it's... New, it's new. What, it's a new. It's New Japan, though. What are they gonna do? Like that to me. That like ain't no better crowd than New Japan. What? Like I know the matches would would be killer. They have it in there. Yeah. It, they have it in like that roster. Have his hat. They can fart out great matches whenever they please. But yeah. it's worth a shot. Like it, you know, it's but, better but, than. I mean, what I'm saying is, what do they do? Like if this goes on for another year, you know what I mean? Like they have to do something eventually at that point to yeah, make money. Yeah, there's there's money to be had at that point. Like you know, you, you can't see New Japan Pro Wrestling go out of business. Like you, you see Wrestle One, uh, 
uh, Mudo's promotion, they pretty much just folded because of this. Yeah. Um, it was going to fold anyway, but this kind of just further accelerated that. And um, yeah, Stardom does empty arena shows, I think. Uh, I, I guess New Japan, like, they're just holding out as long as they could in that regard. But I mean, hey, in a perfect world, if every, like, if everybody, you know, I mean, in a perfect world, this thing would be gone whatsoever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a predicament. Like you either you either come off as a responsible responsible wrestling promotion, or you become a wrestling promotion. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah, it, it was inevitable um, to see. I mean, eventually. I mean, look, I, I'm excited. I mean, to see some more New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, I'm at that verge too, where I'm about to cancel my subscription to New Japan World. Ah, that catalog though. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I know. Well, I I know. Was it? I heard. Um, God, what's the Kevin Kelly? He's going back and doing commentary over some of the classic matches. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. cool. I got to check some of that out because like, I mean, they have been holding down the fort. They have just been like, just cranking out just content and like just a bunch of content just to, this you know. is the recount with Kevin Kelly. Yeah. I've been watching those. One. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then I'm here with, I'm Chris Charlton. It's good to have you with Gino Gambino. Boy, mate. Here in 1975. Yeah, I don't know. I got to check it out, though. I mean, it does sound exciting. But like I said, at the same time, I am at that point where I'm like, do I cancel my New Japan Pro Wrestling or my New Japan World subscription? So, I mean, everyone's honestly on the verge of canceling my WWE Network. Oh, I canceled that one. But I I mean, listen, I I know I'm using someone else's now. They're they're. We got there's a pay-per-view this Sunday. Oh, there's other means. We'll still have have some sort of review coming up out of that. So. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about it, though. I mean, w- hey, I'm looking forward to that main event. Oh, OK, event. OK. That that is just because mostly because of the curiosity factor. This is exactly I mean, that the Boneyard match in the House of Horrors. And then now this this is the level of creativity I want out of WWE. I always I always said that Good when their backs are against the wall, WWE is at their quote unquote best right and so i mean limitation that's just that's just that's just the create that's just creativity in general limitations fuel fuel it even further yeah and so yeah um they got it both going on at the same time uh which is strange but i mean you're gonna see some awkward team-ups you're gonna see a lot of women hitting spots it's gonna be like supermarket sweep where they just have like yes third like like 20 different camera crews yeah. just like following him and just running around. I mean, they can do it. They have the willpower. It's just going to look exactly like that Super Bowl commercial. Uh, who's in the money in the bank? Uh, uh, let's, the, the you women. know what? You might as well, you want to just do a mini. We'll just, uh, just, I just want to, I just want to talk about that match. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, we could just talk about that match. I should have looking about, it up right it? now. What's the, the WWE title match? You know that tagline, it, right? What? Oh, money, 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 no. money. The tagline is uh, that's the theme song, Corey. The tagline is the risk is worth the reward. Well, I mean, COVID-19. Okay, so the Money in the Make ladder match for a world championship contract. Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Aleister Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus the newly resurrected AJ Styles. AJ Styles. You know, that's not a bad lineup. You know, you got some high flyers no. there. You got some, you got some people who can craft a pretty good match. You got Daniel King Bryan Corbin who can just be match. there. 
You know, huh? Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles in one match. That's going to be interesting to see. To On see paper, how... yeah, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about AJ Styles. Anything that he's, anything that he's on is good in concept. Uh, I was going to say theory, but that's Austin theories. Uh, for the women, uh, for money in the bank, uh, the men's money in the bank. No, you just said I don't see Corbin winning that. I don't oh. see Otis winning. That. AJ's winning. Yeah, I can see AJ. AJ's winning. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the only possible person I could see. I mean, because hey, Drew McIntyre, I'm gonna, I might use this to cash in on you, but I don't know when I will. So hold on, I don't have my goons with me anymore. He opens the uh, the ladder. I mean, he opens up the briefcase, and it's his hand. It's the dummy hand that they used for the boneyard match. Oh, oh, oh no. There's a hand uh, in here. Oh no! It's not like the dude from Family, the gay guy from oh, Family no. Guy. Oh no! I, I believe uh, AJ Styles does sound like that when he sees like a spider or a snake in his house in Georgia. I mean, oh no! He is big with the gay community. He's we, big in the gay community. The gay community. Uh, okay, women's money in the bank ladder match: Oscar, uh, Shayna Baszler, oh, uh, Nia Shana, Jax, Dana Brooke, back. Lacey Evans, Carmella. So Nia Jax recently. Uh, recovering from double knee surgery, so I don't yeah. think she's climbing ladders anytime soon. No, she's gonna um, walk up ten stories to get up there. I mean, no, she said she'll take the elevator. <laughs> I'll take the elevator. Okay, cool. Good they can you. they can easily you know do a really bad joke involving her in an elevator. Well, the elevator's gonna get stuck, right? I mean, the elevator's gonna yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly the type of low common denominator joke that WWE would probably go for in terms of Nia, for Nia Jax. Yeah, but she's a heel. We can do that. Yeah. Oscar, uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella. You make an argument for Lacey Evans. You make an argument for Oscar. Definitely make an argument for Shayna Baszler, even though that's kind of not her character. Yeah. They're like, she wants to do something. I'll do it the traditional way, just like my 69 Camaro. Uh, you know what? What? You know what? Dad. Uh, <laughs> I don't care anymore. God. Uh, Lacey Evans. I'll say Lacey Evans. No, Shayna's winning it, dude. Oh, I fucking called me. Okay, whatever. People call me. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And I, nobody I, else cares about the other matches. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins will probably be all right. I hope uh, Shayna and Otis um, work together for their love of working on cars. Because he's blue collar solid, so you think he's worked on a car or two. You and, think, though? And, and she loves her uh, working on cars with her dad, Triple H. I think the longer like this thing, this whole performance center phase goes on, the more likely they'll just say fuck it with the brand split because their their ratings are terrible. I mean, you know, they might as well just mix, just meld it together and just I know it's going to create further confusion, but who fucking cares? I mean, I've heard something to that extent that uh, I mean, just people kind of talking about it nobody's drawing that's the thing like the of that main roster the ratings have just been consistently terrible across the board the thing like, is, you, is that you have yeah you have two shows or three shows are you gonna have the same people on every single show but i think but what could what would compel a dissolving of the brand extension they will say first off they could say in unprecedented times and all that stuff yeah but it would also create more a more synergistic energy between those two shows like you could have storylines extend to each other bring making um, creating a bigger incentive to turn tune into smackdown because of something that happened on raw and i think versa. you just don't like tamina what 
I, what did I, I, I didn't say anything. About no, I just, I, I just think about it and it's just like some of the people, well, because some of the, well, I'm not saying you, I was joking, but I did say it, but I was joking. Um, in general, a lot of these matches that things are getting booked and all these matches that are getting booked are just lackluster on some of these shows, you know, some, or you see the same matches over and but, over and over again. But it's also, and you can attribute that to the fact that there's no fucking fans. And uh, we'll get to the AEW show review eventually, but I think that's just good. that's just a lesson yeah. of how just to live living up your shows. Yeah, that and the you know my suggestion of just dissolving the brand extension and just you know we'll see what happens. Spill man. spill onto each other a bit more. They're gonna have to do something like these. They're dangerous. These these ratings are like they've done they're done they've done worse worse than Christmas numbers at this point, and that's. Uh, every week, new records are set. They're they're yeah. record breaking over here at WWE. Unprecedented times. Uh, yeah. Uh, real Speaking cool. of ratings. Uh, I, dark wait. side of the ring. Uh, we'll get to that uh, last thing. That's we usually we usually okay. talk dark side of the ring last. Uh, A and E apparently and WWE Studios are partnering together for uh well actually uh, I, there's uh, a yes. few things the I want to talk about. Entertainment channel. There's a few things I want to talk about with uh, new things products coming out with WWE. A&E and WWE Studios partnering together for a new series focused on WWE memorabilia. It was announced, I believe yesterday, that A&E Network has uh, greenlit a series. And if you don't know what greenlit means, go watch the series Hollywood on Netflix. It is very good. Um, a series working on the quest for some lost WWE treasures. Uh, it will be hosted by, do you want to guess who it's hosted by? Not Zack Ryder, even though he'd be perfect for this. A hey, woo 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 bro. Uh, no, uh, these two up and comers in the company. Paul Triple H Levesque and Stephanie McMahon. They're hosting this? Yes. It'll be hosted by Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. That's and and uh, we'll take viewers on the ultimate hunt to find some of WWE's most iconic and lost memorabilia, like my sledgehammer from 98. Where'd it go? Like, for some reason, I'm like, you're reading this pitch and I have like a strong Legends of the Hidden Temple vibe. <laughs> I like mean, who's I think, gonna be the who's gonna be the Olmec? I, I, like in the, the Andre the Giant statue that just like talks. No, it's gonna be. Uh, uh, I hope uh, it's gonna be like Indiana Jones, but with Triple H. Exactly, yeah. Le, like the head legends of the Hidden Temple. Just oh like god, straight I hate up. snakes. They're not great. I hate Word em. on the quest to find the SmackDown fist. Well, that's in the. It's in. Uh, it's in some warehouse. Yeah, they, in uh, fun fact about that fist: it's in quarters. Yes, to transfer. It's, have very, to, it's very heavy. Yeah. Uh, here's a description of the A&E series. Um, in each episode, WWE's Stephanie McMahon and Paul Triple H Levesque will lead a team of collectors, WWE superstars, and legends as they investigate, negotiate, bid, and travel across the country to hunt down and reclaim some of the most elusive WWE collectibles. Now, the more you read that pitch, the more I get a real American Pickers vibe. It's American you know, Pickers just... meets, um, what's that, Storage Wars? Yeah, you know, yep. uh, ten dollars for that. Ten for that. Thanks. God, Storage War still on. I don't know. Ah, but yeah, that's going to be something to watch if we're still. Hey, you know, it's it'll it'll. It's a concept. You know, right. I it's interesting. I'll I think it'll that. do well because it's not wrestling. It's just wrestling based. So I think people will still watch it even if they're not. Yeah, but you, you'll get you'll just get, like a you, know, you get Triple H and Stephanie being fake as hell over it. And yeah, I just don't want the that. people that don't watch wrestling don't give a shit about that. 
That's what I'm saying. And you have people like, that oh, talk- I remember Triple H and Stephanie. You were that couple. Yeah. No, they were McMahon Helms. Or you have yeah. people. I mean, I've met a lot of women that just watch Total Divas and they're like, oh, I mean, I don't watch wrestling, but I watch Total Divas. It's, yeah, that's. Well, men too, you know? I can't get, yeah, you, you, you can't hammer the fact enough how much mainstream, like, I feel like like the belt like the Bella Twins are the most mainstream right popular like WWE related personalities in a very long time. That and John Cena, which hey, go figure. Hey, well you know what? It's uh, whoever draws mainstream attention is going to get the most push. So, is it Annie? Uh, Annie, yes, Annie Channel, whatever it is. Check your local listings. I'll uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm surprised they got like a TV deal. You would think this is you would think this is a network thing, but. You know, that's just that goes to show their lack of faith on the, the network. network. Yeah, they is like they, as it's evolving because like this, they, they're trying like to get rid three of years ago, this definitely would be something they would just plop on the network. And now it's just a documentary farm and in an interview in a podcast farm, which, hey, it's not bad, but it's well, not, they also have but it, it does, does justify ten dollars. They also have Camp WWE. Oh, let's not forget Camp WWE. Uh, also, uh, before we get into our last piece of news, uh, the revolt. They were on Talk as Jericho, another podcast. Uh, friend of the show, Chris Jericho, you know. I'm kidding. Uh, the Revolt discusses their final days. You don't know that. <laughs> what if he's listening right now? No, uh, that would be awesome. I, I would be. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be into that. Uh, so into they were on Talk as Jericho. If you don't know, The Revolt is the new name for the revival. Former WWE tag team superstars, for, formerly known as Dash Wilder and uh, Scott Dawson, now uh, referred to as, like I said, The Revolt. They are Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Yeah, so, that's uh, those are names. Those are names. Those are definitely names. Uh, Dash and Dawson. You know, this. I'll just say this: Mo, the John Moxley, and, and I don't think anything can top that. But the jo, John Moxley interview, it was not. But what it was. Well, first off, it for it hammers the point of talk as Jericho being your WWE exit interview yeah. for the foreseeable yeah, yeah. Oh, future. Yeah. Um, we got to get that also, deal, man. I mean, yeah, you'd have you'd have to pay them. You think they get paid for Talk is Jericho? No, no they're no, they're buds. No, no, no. Uh, but especially since Talk is Jericho is free. That's true. So, I mean, Omaha steaks, bro. Like that's that pays. They're for juicy steaks that you. No, I don't even know. They're probably, uh, they're probably shitty steaks, actually. We don't know. I mean, I was a uh, butcher, so Omaha steaks. If you're listening, uh, give us a shout out. <laughs> if you want to send uh, us some samples, I mean, shit. So it's what I got out of this. The main takeaways from this uh, podcast was pretty much a, how much they fucking, how much dusty Rhodes supported them throughout their entire careers, which is, which is, you know, if of course that being the elite episode pretty much confirms that those guys are, are heading over there. But then like, you could tell these were like, these were Dusty's guys. You know, oh, yeah. they were the he believed in it them 100 percent and as a tag team and as together. Mm-hmm. And that you could tell that was a philosophy that just that just stuck with uh, Wheeler and Hardwood just God, that's gonna throughout be, that's their gonna entire careers. And so and they insisted. And, and another point, like they insisted of being a unit. They didn't want to break off. They wanted they whatever they demanded. They wanted it for in service of the tag team division not just them the entire tag team division absolutely and so uh the they also mentioned the costumes that were recently leaked yeah they not only did they confirm that that was real that they also confirmed that they were willing to go with it but they are also confirming that 
they thought they also thought it was terrible, but well, they were willing to go with it. They said they were, you know, they 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 they're professionals, so they'll do their job. But um, also, it's very clear if they went with it and this. it's and um, make and like really hammer the fact that it's terrible. That would go. It's actually genius of them to approve to want to do this because it would yeah. garner sympathy for them because yeah. the audience, the audience who truly care about the revival knows that like oh this is just another example of them wasting the revival uh, if they went somewhere else they would be fucking mega stars like but oh, wwe yeah. has got to be wwe say so. yeah no it, it yeah and i heard that they tried to file some trademarks for some of the stuff but wwe's trying to stop it uh they didn't mention that on the podcast but eh, it's because there it, could be legal issues it's, it's, but also another thing to take away they turned down high six-figure salaries it was a lot of money, says AJ. It Charles. was it was more than apparently it's more than seven hundred and fifty thousand, which, hey man, that's you know that I, is, that, I wor- again AEW it kind of just separates the type of performer that type of person that you are as a wrestler. Do you want to be WWE make some money or do you want to be an AEW and be creative? Yeah, uh, it definitely to me it um, not to say there's no creativity in WWE, but well, I mean you know yeah. Uh, to me, it definitely. God, I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it! Oh well, it'll right. be good. No, it's good. AEW probably is where they're going, and they'll probably. It's, it's it's pretty good. It's I would recommend listening to it. They're very very well spoken. I could see them joining up with uh, Lance Archer actually and Jake the Snake. Ah, uh, you know. Especially since could, they could, but then especially since that, that would be a pretty good roster. I mean, uh, a stable. Roster. Uh, stable. Yeah, um, that would be. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. So. Or they could just be their own thing. I mean, it's they they went over like the the people who they would work with. They said the Briscoes. They said pretty much anybody but the Bucks. But it's it's gonna be the Bucks. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. They well. They said I thought they were gonna premiere today tonight's episode. Grills of Destiny. Um. Last night's Bucks. Episode. You know, yeah. they mentioned a whole lot of tag teams that they want to work with. They might like honestly. They might. They might get that AEW New Japan contract. Yeah, I I would like to see them like SCU or something. They didn't mention that, but it'd be fun, you know. And uh, our um, final piece of news. Uh, well, I mean, you wanted. I mean, there was also another podcast. Tony Khan. He was on AEW Unleashed. Pretty hey much guys. says everybody. Everybody tests negative. We're all hey fine guys. here. We all we don't have coronavirus here. I'm to <laughs> no, did you listen to it? No. He was he. It was pretty much like a like a. Like a like one of those media scrums that he usually does after pay per views, but in the form of a podcast yeah, with Aubrey and yeah. uh, Tony, Shivani. Um, oh, sorry, I, I I was confused. I mean, like just by way of just efficiency, I can just bring it up in the in the dynamite review. But what you, what's the other what's the other note? Uh, well, I was going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring at that point. Our last piece. Oh yes, I know you. Told I, me I didn't, you watch didn't watch it. it. I have you did this week. Uh, tell me what you thought. It was a uh, cocaine and cowboy boots. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Was it more apropos to name it that? Because I, I came into this not knowing a single goddamn thing about Herb Abrams and the UWF. Um, was there a lot and of I came off of it like completely fascinated. Yeah. This story is it's Herb Abrams is just he is pretty much the biggest like it's the the amount of parallels that i saw with aew to uwf just uh, a guy with money being a really big fan of wrestling um starting up a wrestling promotion 
uh, him pretty much just being a gigantic money mark, which, you know, say what you will about Tony Khan, but that's, that's how I see him sometimes. Um, and he'll, he'll say it himself. He'll admit it himself also, but, uh, boy, it's the stories they show, they, they, they describe like him pretty much just being fueled by cocaine. Um, a story about like the story, it, like he pretty much, there was this one event where he makes, he, he runs MGM grand, which was, is another comparison to why I thought the comparisons were apt. Yeah. Uh, where he shows up, he shows, he goes to up to McFoley and um, McFoley sees the crowd and they draw only 200, like almost like, like sub 500 people inside MGM grand. And then he just says like, he talks to McFoley and Herb Abrams like, well, yeah, you want to see people who will blow people's minds. And he just shows him these yellow leather boots and he, and McFoley's just like, you think your yellow boots are going to be, are going to be blowing the minds of every, of <laughs> Hell like yeah, they are. 500 people. They're yellow boots. That's, that's pretty much like Herb Abrams. Like, and he's just, all right, I gotta pretty watch much, it. Then. He snort. He. It's pretty much a story of a guy snorting away an entire wrestling promotion, and he he had a shot because like yeah. the amount of people that he brought in. He brought Jimmy Snuka. He brought Bruno San Martino. He brought Andre the Giant. Uh, even though he Andre the Giant went to WWF like a week later, like this guy had, he definitely had his chances, and he just yeah started away. No, I did not watch the show, like I said, but even though not watching the show, I did notice that online they came out and said, uh, while slightly down this uh, last week, this has drawn the third highest rating in the show's history. And this is a pretty esoteric subject. I mean, I didn't know who this I wasn't too familiar with who, what this was. And the fact that it's his third highest, like that's it's mm-hmm. educating a good amount of people. Or maybe the people already maybe that amount of people kind of just have that nostalgia. Like, oh, they're talking about this era of wrestling and oh, they're talking about this era of wrestling. Uh so, Dave Schultz episode comes in right uh before Herb Abrams, which was last week, even though ratings were down, which is anyways. Um but yeah, uh third highest rating. So, so next week. I guess I'll check the it out. Road tonight. Warriors. Oh that's probably gonna be a very, very high number. That's probably gonna it's most likely gonna do higher than this week. I'll yeah. say that. And then I think the last one is Owen Hart, so Yeah. Yeah, that so. that'll be uh that'll be uh did you, you That might do that might actually I'm willing to bet that might did be the you highest watch of that, it all. Did you watch that live, Owen Hart? Uh, I mean, we'll talk about more when we get into it. Scribble vision. Jesus Christ. I remember watching that live every second of it. Scribble vision. That was that was I mean, I didn't it was a B. It. it was a B level. Pay- we only got a. We only got uh, uh, big fours in this house. Um, we my, were a big four household. My dad's name was Dennis, but you could have called him a Mark because he bought everything. We, we bought everything. We'd have like onion- WCW and WWF. Oh, oh, he was W. He was all WCW. I was a WWF guy, and he wanted to hang out with me. So I, smart would, man, smart he, man. He would order the WWF for me, and smart man. He would order WCW for him. I remember watching like Road Wild with him and stuff. Um, but no, yeah. You know they're they're insisting on um, Sturge, like unsurprisingly, they're insi- uh, Sturgis is insisting on continuing. Yeah, they are. Like that seems like the yeah. I mean, of course, of course you are. <sighs> that, that that weird pro Trump rally it turned into, didn't it? I mean, kind of was it was. <laughs> I don't want to want to cast stones on Sturgis listeners. Uh, make your make your ah, uh, you would have said it if, yeah. Never mind. Anyways, uh, comment at, at CWR four one five. Yeah, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, let's. Uh, it's about time we hop into our weekly AEW Dynamite and NXT review. But before we get into that, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Oop. 
Guys, if you like what you're listening to, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out each week at SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio for The B Show, where me and Michael Vergara talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. That's SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. And we're back. Uh, time to get, like I said, it's review time. AEW Dynamite and NXT. As every week we do, we start off Michael Vergara. We start off with AEW Dynamite. Light the fuse, bring the boom. And it's for the first show, the first show I watch every week too. Just yeah. that's just because it's you on just there. have to like that's just dynamite. Yeah, and it, like per, my, as a personal preference, like well, I'm at dynamite work. comes first. I'm at it work when it's on live, so yeah. I don't have anything to do at work, so I just watch that. Nonetheless, I mean, cool. That's <laughs> that's a real that's wow. Anyway, dynamite date uh, May sixth, two thousand and twenty. That was yesterday. We get a video recap of the two TNT tournament matches and a brand new spiffy intro. Same song, but more uh, explosions because dynamite. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur are on the call sitting right next to one another. Everyone's giving high five. Everybody's back just sitting. You know what? Everyone's negative. That's true. Yes. Yes. Tony Khan, AEW Unleashed. He pretty much... Uh, he was on a podcast, AEW Unleashed. He was talking to Aubrey Edwards and Tony Siobhan, as they do on that show. And he made pretty much the statement of how they're approaching this whole entire COVID-19 situation. And he wanted to – he was being as transparent as possible about it. He said everybody's tested negative. They're doing the – they're doing the swabs. They they thanked uh, – you had Tony Schiavone thanking the city of – or I think it was Jim Ross thanking the city of Jacksonville – uh, for Thank you, like how granting them open testing and well they, I mean, have, they had them right outside apparently they have and apparently they have an abundance of testing kits so yeah and I'll just get this out of the way like it's it's re- I it really goes a long way for AEW to mention COVID nineteen and to mention like oh we go out of our way to test even though the ideal the ideal decision is to not run shows at all right. so, I mean well, that would be the responsible thing but yeah. to be to really just outright just, you know, say what the situation they have and not just turn a blind eye on the reality of it all, it it goes a long way and real know, quick, as a viewer. And real quick before you get into the full breakdown, I actually really enjoyed the show. It actually felt like an actual wrestling show again because you oh, had people this, ringside, they, people backstage. Yeah. You had people around and it, it felt like there was a small crowd, but it felt like there was a crowd. Like week after week, they have become sort of the gold standard of how to run shows of this nature. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, you have a lot of people just talk like around WWE just talking about how stubborn they are of not emulating what AEW did. But then there's going to be a point where they have no choice but to do that considering how much of a service it did to this Dynamite show. And yeah. I, I got to say, this was... The, this this was a, an excellent dynamite show. Uh, start we got we got to start things off with Cody versus Joey Janela. Uh, they both get pyro treatment. We're back in Daly's place, baby. Cody gets flames and all that other good stuff. He doesn't get a mid ramp though. It's too bad. You know the drill: collar and elbow tie ups. Uh, Cody attempts a Mahistral sunset cover from both on each other. Oh no why i wrote that uh reho like pin escape from cody they trade chops cody goads janela into striking him brings a more aggressive side in preparation for the archer match um as the commentators would illustrate yeah. uh this goes of uh, they plunder to the outside 
uh, as we go to a commercial, walk and brawl. Janela tries to do the Muda ramp run strike, but Cody catches him with a strike himself. Cody moonsaults off the stage. Janela goes to the top before calling out Leroy in the audience, who gets a close-up. I have no idea who this man is. Um, he's oh, probably somebody's Le- friend. Yeah. He's probably Pineapple Pete's friend. Or oh, don't, just don't assume know. he's Pineapple Pete's friend. Um, hey, hey, I'm Pineapple Pete's friend. Uh, that's friend. true. Everybody is Pineapple Pete's friend. Unless get his shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Unless you are the guy that sells pineapple chunks at the corner in the mission with the the tahan. What's it called? Tahin. Yeah, I don't know. People eat pineapple. Read the room, salesman. Uh, elbow drop for a two count. They go back to the top. Reverse suplex off the top from Cody. Two count. Cody whips out the weight belt and throws it. Uh, throws it to the crowd in which Hikaru Shida excitedly catches it as the camera catches, like, ah, you know, because she's Hikaru Shida. You know, it'd be funny one. if after the match you would have saw Cody like go over and like, t- like take selfies with people like they do after a WWE show. Like a house show. <laughs> it's like, I, I see you every day, Cody. Yeah, Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, power slam uh, from Cody. Uh, shades of Big Bro Goldie himself. Janela counters the disaster kick into a German. That looked pretty cool. Follows yeah. it with a rope to rope lariat. Escalera into the Cody Cutter to Janela to another two count. That's a dumb name for a move, the Cody Cutter. Yeah. I'm sorry, but oh. it just is. Uh, at this point, I see Isaiah Cassidy. Where is In this crowd, I see Isaiah Cassidy being the only person to wear a face mask, but he's not even wearing it. It's just under his chin. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a uh, good job on you, Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, Another strike exchange to a point where they use, like, it's to a point where they use closed fists. Cody uses a very slow crossroads, very tired, tiredly, but regardless, he hits it for the pin and win. I thought this match shined in some parts. Uh, I thought it definitely could have been better, but it, to me, it's just. It was a bit long. It was okay. It It was was okay. It was long in my opinion. It was, it was. I thought they could have cut about five minutes off of it and it would have just had a little bit of better flow to it, but nonetheless. Considering how close they were to just being cut off cut off air um by the end of the show yeah yeah, yeah definitely. they definitely could have trimmed it uh but yeah cody wins uh, against joey janela he you know yeah gets that yeah, yeah, yeah. gets that perennial momentum going into double or nothing yeah uh we get double a video nothing, recap what, two weeks nope. uh double or nothing is indeed I th- it's, if it's not two it's definitely three i think it's two weeks from saturday yeah anyways uh, we get a video recap of the Riho Nyla Rose match complete with Liev Schreiber narration as they mm-hmm. usually do for those pay-per-view pre-shows. Um, it's pretty much it's like, it's pretty much just like, Hey, Nyla Rose, she's our champion. She's a monster. She's awesome. But yeah. we also get a highlight of the women's division going over the roster, showing Sheeta Baker, Penelope Ford and the rest, <laughs> you know, with Anna Jay and uh, yeah, yeah. all the, all those pretty ladies, ladies, women, wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. Nala Rose with Tony. Uh, I feel like there was a part in this interview where I feel like she skipped a line because it sounded like she repeated a question that Tony never said. <laughs> Tony's like, wait, what? It's like, do I look like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? Yeah. What? And so like they, there was a there was a bit of a mess up. Uh, Britt Baker delivered her most gifable moment in her career yet in response to this Nyla Rose interview. Um, of her just running down the entire roster and i just yeah. it's brit baker like i mean i'll, I'll get to brit baker later Nyla rose destroys kenzie with a swanton bomb kenzie page who's 18 years old this poor woman she gets she gets a swanton bomb uh she uh, nyla delays the pinfall and gives her three more power bombs 
for the pin and win. And she continues to stare at Sheeta, Stantlander, Baker, and Ford. And yeah, Fatal Four Way next week. Yeah. No, I mean, um, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of the lone woman women's divisions? I wasn't the only one. I, I, I was glad to see. First of all, I was glad to see a lot of people back this yeah. week. Tony uh, Khan said that uh, Nyla Rose. I, I, yeah. It's good to see her actually for you know for a change. Sometimes her matches can be kind of clunky. And you're like, oh great, Nyla Rose. But I like her on the mic, especially when she's her strength is on the mic in my yeah. opinion. I think her character work is is above and beyond oh, not above and beyond but it's it's above and beyond what she's capable of right absolutely she, and what she delivers to the table yeah. that is like the one not the one thing but it's one of the one things. yes yeah, definitely uh mjf video promo he notices all the young talent coming up are all almost 30 uh he scoffs at the comparisons of piper rock and flair it's like, a, Says it's that, like a green screen promo right he was like, in yeah, my- it was very much a green screen promo, but, but it was good enough. Yeah. The lighting was good enough. Yeah. Uh, he says that a 24 year old is going to take that spot and that he has more talent in his pinky than most of anyone's body says he can afford to miss some television, uh, sipping on some wine and that his spot will be where he left it because he's better than you. And you know, it. Uh, wasn't next he week, there. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Um, this video promo heavily implied that he was just not going to be here anytime soon. But then the next segment, we yeah. see him gambling with Sean Spears. So. He's like, I didn't say I wasn't going to be here this week. I'm just saying next week we're going to have a match or something. He's not going to be. Yeah, he's in action next week. I, I think, yeah. you know, plans change. Uh, Hard subject change. I thought, on, like, as and I, what a, a nice touch. It's a small, it's a small one, but I really didn't. I really did like it. It was that as he was like talk, as he was just about to say his catchphrase you hear his theme song slowly fade into the background yeah. and i thought that was a that was a good way to establish you know who he is yeah uh we get sean spears being frustrated uh this is another video promo actually and he pretty much tells cody failed in protecting his brother last week mentioning his brother who's 11 years younger than him and yeah pretty much it. so sean spears cody they're dustin, still does, sprinkling the rivalry between those two dustin was, might I think might end up being Sean Spears' partner in the long run, put a wedge between the two brothers and then event- yeah. he's been looking for a partner for the longest time. And, you know, maybe Cody teams up with QT Marshall eventually. And But do you want Dustin to be a tag team wrestler? That's what Dustin's been doing, though. I mean, he can tagging with QT Marshall be in tag team wrestling. He's always tagging with QT Marshall. So shall come on. So. Uh, but yeah, we mentioned earlier MJF and Sean Spears are with Tony, who are still gambling. The you know they're betting on matches. MJF asks Tony to practice social distancing, but still wants him to bring the mic. MJF calls Sean brave, and they both praise each other. Sean asks if he if MJF is one hundred percent. MJF responds that he overhealed, and they just laugh. Wow. Then Tony breaks the news that MJF is facing Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing, in which MJF does hilarious spit take. Interesting. Uh, what do you think of this matchup between MJF and Jungle Boy? That'll be fun. I mean, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I haven't seen them wrestle before. And like I said, Jungle Boy is another, you know, local wrestler or he was a local wrestler here in Northern California. So in Southern California. So I've seen him a lot and it's be great to see him wrestle MJF. He's going to lose MJF probably, but, you know, uh, due to shady tactics, of course. It's, it's and. You know, I found out by the end of this next segment, but I was under the assumption that MJF was going to be the Moxley pro. MJF and Moxley were going to be in double or nothing. Yeah, you know, like you see those top, you see the the rankings. I 
there's not enough to justify it, but I thought, you know, like, oh, MJF is going to have the mic. Moxley's not doing anything. They got to ramp up this pay-per-view. Yeah. It's, it just seemed kind of natural. And then like when MJF did that spit take, I kind of did that spit take. Like they, it's well, a he's also random... been out of action. He's been out of action for a few weeks. Or no, MJF. Well, both of them actually. So why would MJF come back and just automatically feud with? Now, Moxley? was that a worked injury or a shoot injury? I think, well, because I think he, I just think he was social distancing. Well, when you say Oda out of action, you mean he, yeah, wasn't, there. Social he wasn't there. Yeah. But they got Lucha, but then they got Lucha Express. Um, Next week, I think, right? No, not Lucha Express. <laughs> Jurassic Express. Um, up in up in Daly's place, so they're they're pretty much there. So yeah, well, everyone MJF was here this week too. So I'm sure to, I'm I'm confident it'll be a great match. Uh, it's a bit too, it's a bit random uh, still. Like well, there's, I think it I, just seemed like Tony Khan just like straight up, hey, Jungle Boy MJF. I think some of these matches. Two, are being thrown together, you know, and we'll get into that in a little some, bit. Some, some are, some aren't. I mean, we'll, we'll get into yeah, it. We'll get into it in the next segment. Frankie Kazarian versus AEW champion. Frankie John Kazarian Moxley. with hair. With, yes, with hair. Uh, he's a uh, full uh, head he's of all hair. quarantining up. He's quarantining up. SCU is no longer a stable full of bald dudes because Frankie Kazarian got that, got that thing. Oh, I hope they all grow out like long, luxurious hair now. I don't think Christopher Daniels is able to, and I don't think Where's Scorpio Sky is able to. Well, he, he can. It, it might, can Scorpio it might Sky can grow it out, and then like uh, you can use like a flat iron or something to make it like uh, flat like that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it looks like Hank Hill. Uh, oh, <laughs> right? uh, Kazarian with hair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he just has that square Who's face. Who's messing with my damn propane? They sell, uh, yeah. It's uh, since uh, Justin Roberts isn't ring announcing, it's Dasha, and she doesn't do the Gian Moxley treatment, which is fair. Which is fair because that that's that's Justin. She ain't got the cords for it. Uh, You know, Dasha is doing um, Titan Games, the 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 Rock's show. Is that a WWE thing? Nope. It's seven it's, bucks production. It sounds like it's it, I know it sounds like a WWE thing with Titan games. I mean, it's on it's on NBC, which, you know, NBC, you you, you can make that connection. And but Titan no, Towers, is, Titan games, Titan Tron. They love. The no, Titan. this is purely a rock project. And the fact that they got an AEW. I mean, again, you can I know it's a pipe dream for a lot of people like, oh, an AEW person is involved with a rock thing. Interesting. But it's, you know, it, it is what it is. Question. Uh, no, no question. Sorry. Okay. Headlocks from Kaz, test of strength spots. They trade chops. Bit of a lengthy headlock hold from Kaz. Kaz chops Mox, in which Mox asks for more. Moxley dumps Kaz into the ramp. And you see Kaz sell the knee, picture in picture. They brawl on the ramp. MJF fucks with Kaz some more as we see another depressing COVID commercial beside this picture in picture, which I thought was uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's not funny, but it was, yeah, yeah. what do you call it? Took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, they go back to the ring, brawl some more. They drop kick each other. Kaz tries to control Mox's arm and leg. Mox breaks free. Mox attempts a mid-rope spear. Kaz counters with a leg drop. Kaz tries to pin Mox by surprise. One of them as a mahi straw, but settles for a suplex to the ropes. Kaz goes to the top of Mox, gets up and attempts a half Nelson. Get Kaz to run to the corner, attempts a roll up, but gets Kaz to walk into a paradigm shift for the pin and a win. I wrote it down. These notes, meat and potatoes. I thought this was a match between two guys who just knew what the fuck they were doing. They knew how to structure a match. They knew that all their movement was fluid enough. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is just two Good professionals match. being Good professionals. Match. They're both faces. So mm-hmm. that probably played a part on the dynamics of the match. I really like this match a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a decent match. Uh, a lot of people were saying it was a good match, too. So, I mean, I can't say much about it besides that. So, yeah. But immediately, uh, as Moxley celebrates the win, he gets attacked by the Dark Order, oh, led no! by number 10, formerly known as Vanilla Preston Vance. You know, the only thing I was mad about is that they when all the... Um, the creepers were attacking Moxley is the fact they go, how many are of a one, two, three, four, five. And I was going to hope they were going to say, and there's number 10. Oh yeah. There's seven of them, Yeah, but there's 10. So I mean, uh, Reynolds and silver, and then you, you could probably get Grayson or Uno and whoever and that, else that rounds it out. Yeah. Whoever else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So immediately Moxley gets attacked by Dark Order. Ten does a spine buster on Scorpio Sky as Jim Ross wonders why isn't anyone stopping this because everyone in attendance is a wrestler <laughs> and they can stop it. But yeah, yeah. like there are reasons why. Well, they're heels. Um, yeah. Exalted One Brody Lee hits Daniels with a chair as he walks to the ramp. I thought it looked pretty sinister i thought it looked great and he gives a boot to moxley lee gets a microphone says he's here to answer the bounty he moxley put up for himself says no one's here to save him and that this is the energy he feels now excuse me he brings up their past and how much he's changed he says he is the unfortunate he is the unfortunate one should that lee wants and desire and need. I don't know what the fuck I wrote there. Um, says Evil Uno thinks Mox is a reasonable man and that he calls him a crown jewel of pro wrestling. Phrasing. Doesn't know if Moxley is, a, is an MMA fighter or a movie star, which, you know, is kind of a reference to the fact that John Moxley plays an MMA fighter in an upcoming movie that's exclusively oh, on yeah, TV. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, that Christian's in for some reason. Uh, he calls him a fatherless boy from Cincinnati. And yeah, Awfully Moxley rough. responds saying all he needed to do was ask and Lee kicks his face again as Dark Order go- goons beat him, beat on him Yeah, another way. Uh, yeah, another pay-per-view possibly main evented by two ex-WWE guys. What do you think of this matchup between Brody Lee and Oh, it's happening way too fucking soon. Moxley? Way too think, soon. You think way it's too soon? Too so- yeah, dude. How, okay, how are you going to build uh, Mr. Brody Lee by feeding him to John Moxley? And that's essentially what you're doing. You're feeding him to the champion. He's Mox isn't going to lose pretty much his what, third title defense. He's not losing that title right now. And the fact that they're feeding somebody new to him is just, it doesn't make any sense to me. To me, I just feel like it's a stopgap feud for, um, for Moxley. It, I think it is, is just, but why? It, no, but then they, uh, but then this is, they're just chalking this up to <laughs> creative having nothing for Brody Lee. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, they want to do something with Brody Lee. They want to have, the, like, bar none, I think this is the most important match of Brody Lee's career, and I have zero doubt in my mind that he'll give it a hundred, uh, give it a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I Moxley definitely needs to win this, but there are way. I mean, listen. Fuck finishes are a thing for a reason, you know. Like, yeah. if you want to go that route, you can go that route. Um, I mean, we'll we could, we'll definitely we'll get there with fuck finishes throughout this week, but it's, it's 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 a it's an interesting matchup because these are two guys you don't necessarily want to see get beat, and you yeah. know, inherently speaking, that makes him all the more kind of intriguing, you know. Yeah. Let's move on. What happened next? Randy Rhodes video promo. She responds to Jake Roberts' investments. 
said that weird uh says she studied and predicted what's gonna happen and all the tropes and her being the damsel in distress she's not she is not monica to cody's bill it's not 1991 anymore which that was a weird thing to say that was a weird thing to say Uh, amongst the many weird things involving brandy Rhodes and jake uh says she'll hit back and that her husband is the good guy, and that her mother told her not to fuck with people you don't know. Yeah. She's not Cleopatra, oh, she's Brandy Rhodes, chief brand officer of AEW, and that he will take her name out of and and it asks that he will take her name out of his dirty old mouth. I thought this was feisty. What'd you think? Um it it, it, it was Brandy Rhodes, and she's getting involved in another storyline. And yeah. I mean, do you not want her to get involved in a storyline? I'm, she's Cody's wife. Yeah, I'm just, I don't I mean, know, man. Yeah, you don't yeah, have but, to involve everybody's wife in a storyline. But I think Brandy Rhodes is an entertaining enough character to get involved. I think she... Um, I don't know, man. She, you don't like Brandy Rhodes? I, I, Just, I did at one point, and I do as probably as a person. She seems like a nice person. I like person. where she is now. I, You know, the Nightmare Collective was definitely just something that they thankfully have a level of self-awareness about. And they made an adjustment. And she is where she is. And... Personally, I think I like I like what she's doing. Yeah. Nonetheless, QT Marshall with Brandy Rhodes versus Lance Archer. Archer kills Jason Cade, entrance victim of the week. Uh, and then we see Jake the Snake Roberts uh, at ringside, uh, distinctively half distant, half, half mask. mask, just scowling at just uh, scowling at whoever Lance Archer is facing, which is QT Marshall and Brandy Rhodes, and. Yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts. They they flew in Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, yeah. they flew in Jim Ross. They flew in Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, there's there's no way of there's no way of sugarcoating. Old this. people are there. Old people are there. <laughs> I mean, he he was there for a reason. They both have their reasons yeah. why they're there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, still doesn't make it unresponsible, irresponsible. Archer runs into him repeatedly, choke slam onto the apron. We get a commercial break. Surprised, I, this is la- it, it, it says it has lasted this long. Britt Baker was about to hit Marshall with her shoe, but Brandy takes uh, uh, Britt's shoe and throws it across the arena. Which I thought, man, she's got a great arm. Uh, Marshall get Marshall gets Inoki comparisons with an Enzigiri, which I think they were saying it tongue in cheek. Uh, in fact, he gets a he, he gets a lot of hope spots. Uh, surprisingly, so blackout, but uh, he but he gets a blackout, delays the pin. Uh, Archer bashes Marshall's head onto the mat some more, just like he did to Dustin last week, and pins him into the claw hold as Jake looks on for the you know for the squash match victory. Britt gives Brandy a DDT, which <laughs> nice touch there. And is taken by Archer for Jake to get out. Goddamn Damien making his dynamite debut on a dead Brandy. He slithers the he slithers Damien all the all across her that was not her unconscious body, and then he proceeds to straight up just borderline missionary style air humps Brandy onto the mat. It's not a good look. Like I wasn't as offended as most people were about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's I it, it was definitely very suggestive. Uh, yeah, he looked uh, like he was fucking her. Yeah, the devs definitely looked like they, you know, it was very lewd. And, you know, this is, I don't know, this is the direction they're taking it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind Brandy was probably cool with it. She, she probably wasn't cool with the fact that there was a snake on top of her. Uh, she, yeah, the only thing I got to say. Hey, listen, listen, she took it. She, she was a really good sport about it. You could, like, yeah. I would, I would freak the fuck out if I was in that, no, <laughs> if I was I, in that I, spot. Just, I mean, everyone's got their own thing, but the snake, the snake doesn't bother me. Uh, the only thing that pissed me off about this was the fact that like Jake like stepped on the snake at one point, 
And, oh yeah, I mean, and he just yeah. like he just you pulled would, it up you from would hope that foot. like and it's like yeah, dude, would, Jesus yeah. Christ, like give better care to that snake. I mean, he AEW does not have a good track record with animals, man. I will say they, that. Yeah, with Pharaoh and now Damien, the know, horse. The, the horse. Hangman Adam Page's. Yeah. Actually, that was that was handled quite well, actually. Yeah. Well, just like Adam Page. We miss yeah. him. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, one one really good uh, touch about this is that as this was happening, like I think five minutes before it happened, you Cody Rhodes tweeted out that he's heading into the showers. So that explains why. <laughs> and they also explained that the locker room area is very, very far away from the yeah. itself. Yeah. Which is a good touch. Which is a good touch. Um, uh, before commercial break, Jake threatens to throw Damien out to the face side of the audience, and you can hear like a really high pitched scream. Like, ah! I'm just assuming it's Mark Quinn of Private Party because oh, yeah, it's yeah, Mark yeah. Quinn. Uh, we run down what we got for double or nothing so far Cody versus Archer, TNT, TNT, uh, TNT tournament finals, MJF versus Jungle Boy, Moxley versus Archer, and a number one contender ladder match for the AEW World Championship. So, how many people? Uh, we'll see. Uh, they haven't announced that. All right. And, you know, uh, quick, five seconds. Who do you think wins? One, uh, two, Lance three. Archer. He's he's probably going to win the TNT champ. Yeah, TNT he title. might not. He might not. All right. Uh, we, we get a convenient uh, – we then get – well, I say conveniently because he's my pick to probably win that ladder match. Darby Allen interviews with Taz, who reminds – who in which Taz reminds him – Hey, bro, you lost a little bit. I could give you some pointers if you want, Dobby. No, I don't know where you. Okay, bye. (laughs) That's a really good Taz impersonation. Uh, Alan rightfully walks away annoyed because I would be. Yeah. Uh, Main event time. Less sex gods. Chris Jericho and Samuel Guevara. That was great. I love that they named themselves that. Of course. Again, one of. It's just another tacky bad thing that Jericho uh, does that makes it very tongue in cheek and yeah, yeah. you fucking love all the way. Versus Kenny Omega and making his dynamite in ring debut, Matt Hardy. Jericho immediately brawls against Pineapple Pete after weeks of derision. Uh, I love that that's just his name now. And then right well, Pineapple the Pete like went after him. He he swung at him. First. Well, no, he he. Well, Jericho he straight he straight up just goes straight to Pineapple Pete and talks shit in front of him. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Pineapple Pete strikes first. Uh, T- Tony and Jr. acknowledge the passing of former WCW announcer uh, Joe Pendicino. Uh, rest in peace. Kenny Omega enters with an AEW Revolution shirt that you can interpret in many ways. Uh, he's also wearing jeans because I just realized that this was a street fight. No well, disqualifications. So was Sammy Guevara. So they were pretty much dressed alike. Yeah. Uh, Hardy instantly bites the hand of Sammy Guevara in which JR says, unsanctioned teeth. <laughs> Thanks, JR. Tony announces that Jericho is facing Pineapple Pete next week. Yeah, and I kind of saw that, that a lot. Uh, poetry in motion to Sammy. Omega in street clothes weirds me out which I wrote down on these notes. You can't, you can't escape to Sammy, but gets the knees up. Jericho slams Hardy onto the entrance tunnel. Jericho calls the referee useless, but Tony says Bryce Ramsburg's only purpose is to count to three, call the submission, or end the match as he pleases. Sex gods pose, two-on-one action to Omega. Hardy comes back with a wardrobe change straight out of 2001. Twist to fade on Jericho. Tony calls it a cutter. Jericho kicks out. Snapdragon on Sammy, but Omega hits... 
gets hit by the baseball bat from Jericho, shooting star press from Sammy, but Omega gets the knees up. Omega knees the back of Sammy's head. Hardy unleashes a ladder. Omega brings out a table. Omega knees Sammy again as he sets as he set on the table for the plat, splash from Matt on the table. And I thought this was the finish, but Hager stops the pin count because there's right. 13 minutes left. Oh, how naive of me. Everything and everyone is spilled to the outside. Matt is bleeding. There's a Corona beer advertisement because, <laughs> what, because of course there would be. Yeah. Jericho uses a Jaguar's ice machine and throws ice at Matt, in which Jake and Jericho stuffs him inside of it. Omega whips out a trash can to hit both Hager and Jericho. Sammy gives the saddest can hit to Omega. It's like they pointed eh. it out. They they were yeah, like they were like that it, was a very know, weak that, hit, but it was because he was so exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. Omega slammed onto an ATM machine in which Sammy also tries to get money out of. No, the, there was money in it. Yeah, like he he goes and grabs like money out of the. I think that they wanted to seem comedic where he throws him into it and money comes flying out like in a video game. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. This uh, is what you know. This so. is. I mean, it's, it doesn't surprise me. These this is booked by people who pl- who play wrestling video games. Yes. Exactly. Well, all you, video games. Yeah. You see a dad and his kid out there, and I was just like, who the hell are these people? And it's just people that were, are getting tested for COVID in the parking lot. They have to make Or they way. probably know somebody. Yeah, honestly. it was, it was like, probably friends, I, of, friends and family, probably. Yeah. I like, yes. at this point, when they give it to the back, I thought there was too many people. What'd you think? Uh, they all tested negative. I mean, the wrestlers did. No, they I said, uh, they I said all staff. Honestly, honestly, they said all staff. Bit... They said production's crew. Uh, I, know, backstage. I, know, I know. So if these people have been tested, then fuck it. It's are you fine. telling me that 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 dude and his kids like also i mean yeah i would assume so i would yeah. I, I would ha- they would have to be i i would assume so yeah i uh omega throws hager onto a bunch of barricades but jericho runs a cart into him uh not not a golf cart just one of those uh storage carts yeah jericho suplexes omega into the barriers we get another reference to the jaguars because of course we would jericho puts on a traffic cone as he impersonates a, a wicked witch of the e- uh, west or east Whoever's the evil one. North, south. It's just one north. of those. It's just one of those random things that Jericho does that just adds so much to the match. Um, but he is hit by a janitor sl- a slippery one wet sign. It's one of those yellow things. Damascus emerges from the ice. Matt, as Tony says, when Matt comes out in a different gear and gets a cart and runs over Jericho in the safest way possible, pretty much clips him because we're saving that spot for somebody else. Because Omega and Matt then chase Sammy down while Omega Sammy gives Sammy is booking it down the backstage. Sammy is running for his fucking life. And Omega just gives the most maniacal look as he points he points at Sammy like, get him, get him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, That's how uh, not maniacal it some is. Some would say Damascus was controlling both of them at this point. Yeah, he he, he summoned the, the golf cart as Sammy bumps his head onto one of the roof posts of the oncoming cart and gives us what I thought Britt Baker would be the most jiffable moment of this entire dynamite. This was the most like most circulated video around yeah. this entire episode. Yeah. I, good Lord. Sammy is the MVP of dynamite. Yeah. Honestly, like the amount of bumps this guy has taken grant, like he makes them count, but God damn, when he does it, he, he really goes for it. Hardy and Omega puts Jericho onto a conveniently placed table. Um, in front of a scissor lift, Hager stops them, but Omega moonsaults everybody from the top of the scissor lift. Uh, shades of one Kota Ibushi. You can always leave DDT, but DDT never leaves you, man. Omega is about to one-winged angel Jericho on the field, but Santana and Ortiz arrive to stop him and puts Matt Hardy through a table. Omega is powerbombed on the top of the cart. Well, they, they all they members- like a shield powerbomb. 
Pretty much. Yeah. 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 He's uh, uh, powerbombed on top of the cart as all members of the inner circle sets up Omega for the Judas effect and pin and win. Inner circle celebrate as we see the TIAA Bankfield uh, sign. Where the Jaguars play. Where the Jaguars play. And you see the inner circle sign as we sign. That off. was badass. It was it was very it was, was badass to a point where I had to make that our thumbnail for this week. Yeah, yeah. And this match, man, it was fucking insane. You know, they cool. I feel I like, like they I, they went out of their way to top best friends versus Jimmy Havoc and Kim Sabian, which they 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 lapped yeah. that match. And so it's you put this in the category of the Edge versus Randy Orton variety of match, and just oh my god, what a what a great time. I thought this it was, was a good episode. Point. It was a good episode. Uh, probably best one we've seen in a while. So that was dynamite. That uh, was they're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. They're they're ta- I st- I think they're still taping in bulk. So you would see. I think next week's episode is taped. Okay. And then for every two weeks, they would just they would tape in bulk, go for two weeks, and then another, and then they just you know oh. take a break, and then they yeah. come back do another set for two weeks wow. one being live and one in one not being live probably rotating um um uh, wrestlers too if you think about yeah. it yeah i would hope so oh and uh santana or uh, santana Ortiz versus uh omega and hardy next week uh, versus so. who is his partner this week because hangman page does not want to leave his house hey he's you know social distancing I guess, he's a, right? yeah social hangman distancing. page is not wrong he is not in the wrong uh, at all, and and, and, and Tony Khan has made it to a point where you know hand wash page, yeah, hand wash page. They they made it to a point where the, the, it won't stifle your push, even though they got people, they got manpower now. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, yeah. Well, let's continue the show. Uh, that was AEW Dynamite. Let's continue for NXT. Uh, we kicked off things with Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic, which is a match I totally forgot about. Um, New theme song for Johnny Gargano. Uh, a little, a little, a, a little similar to um, Candice LeRae's music. Not the same, but they're themed similar. Like they both oh, have, yeah. They both have like this opera woman singing in the background of the song, but it's it's themed to each. We'll get women singing later on in the show. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, this is a very strike heavy match. Gargano starting the match by evading Dijak. Uh, sneaking out, uh, sneaking in a few cheap shots here and there. Dijak with the 70 pound advantage has control early on. Gargano gets Dijak uh, down with a couple of strikes to the back of the knee. Candice LeRae comes to the ring uh, in full support of her husband, Johnny Gargano, because as she says, I'm legally married to that man. Uh, Dijak I, is distracted. There's and Gar- no arguing that, no. Candice. Uh, Dijak is distracted and Gargano dumps uh, Dijak out of the ring. Dijak goes for a backbreaker toss combo, as he usually does. Gargano reversed into a roll-up by grabbing a handful of Dijak's tights. Luckily, Dijak got the kick out. Um, eventually, he tries to go for a feast your eyes. Gargano evading, hitting the, uh, hitting on, getting him on his knees, hits a super kick to Dijak. Larray uh, now distracting the ref while Gargano is taking the turnbuckle pad off and is caught by the ref eventually. And is uh you know he gets hit with a choke slam a sit down choke slam, Dijak goes for a powerbomb turnbuckle off the turnbuckle and that's when Gargano pulls the turnbuckle pad off, um, as Dijak is pulling him away reverses a hurricane rana into the turnbuckle one final blast which is the over rope DDT to Dijak the pin and the win 
I mean, it was a fun match. I think Dijak. It was a good match. I yeah. mean, you know, it's Gargano, two very talented individuals, which one Johnny Gargano being still arguably WWE's best performer, in my opinion. Um, and I think this, if this leads to a series of matches, I fuck I, this. These guys at a takeover, I mean, with a full crowd, would be fire. So, still not. If this is what if this is what they want to do with Johnny Gargano, at least the matches that he's involved in are still good. And I know I'm still and I know heel Johnny Gargano is still capable of great matches, even though yeah. it's not the direction that I would want to take with him. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a different time anyway, so it might as well just be might as well just do this. I don't like it, but hey, at least I, at least know, he's doing something. I I, I you know whatever. I think it's all right. Him and Dijek are going to have a good series of matches, so whatever, especially since this one ended with, uh, you know, kind of a you know, cheat way. So, I mean, not even Daniel Bryan could be Daniel Bryan for this amount of time. So uh, then we get an Imperium video package. Uh, they think Riddle and Thatcher are a disgrace to the NXT tag team titles and officially challenge them to a match. Io Shirai getting psyched up for her match later tonight in her war room. Uh, uh, hold on. Back up a little bit. Uh, Fabian Eichner. Uh, they're they're actually they're pretty good on the mic. They can talk. Uh, Man, granted, it's a controlled environment. Yeah, I mean, um, they can talk. I mean, they're they're I both see, very poised. Yeah, and I see like Marcel Bartel. Like, I don't know whether it was the lighting or the video, but that dude looked really cool. Him especially. Oh, I think in general, I think he's just really cool looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Imperium's uh, got a good look in general. So, but we'll I'll, I'll talk more about that later when we talk about those European dudes. They know how to style. Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. I think all night, all the NXT Cruiserweight interim tournament matches, they're both pretty short. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the pace of this match starts out fast, though. Gallagher goes right after Akira Tozawa, misses a corner drop kick, back and forth between the two, both men out of the ring. And I don't know if it was just me, but Tozawa seemed super gassed at this point. Uh, DDT to Gallagher on the He's edge of the ring. He's not doing the ah! That's no, he was he, he legit looked like he was gasping for air. Uh, DDT to Gallagher on the edge of the ring, falling senton. Akira Tozawa goes up 2-0 in the series where Jack Gallagher falls 0-2. So I think that makes him officially eliminated. Um, I think he could still spoil a victory, but he, he's eliminated from the tournament now. Not Ooh, eliminated, Tazawa? but yeah, no, Gallagher. He can't win the tournament now. 0 so Tozawa, he, he does a post-match speech, and I'm, NXT's... Like pretty much going out of the way for me to get behind this guy, but you see him on Raw, and you see him get squashed by Jinder Mahal like that, and it just squanders any goodwill I just have for the guy, knowing how he's getting. Well, like, yeah, it's, it's 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 honestly it's really it's it's pretty hard to separate. It, it, it's no, it's it's near impossible to separate the two, like the two per- personas of Raw and NXT, to like their power levels because they're the same fucking person. It's yeah. just, yeah. it just takes me out of it every time they, they kind of give Tazawa a semblance of a push in this tournament yeah. because of how he's treated in the main roster. Like him getting squashed by Jinder Mahal, like pretty much put a stain on this entire tournament from the get go. And I, it just, it was just so. Ins- I would be so insulted if I was booking that if I was booking that tournament. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Tazawa, he's great, but like, it's, well, you're, you're seeing a company booked by two different men. So yeah, there's no synergy between those yeah, two promotions exactly. at all whatsoever. Uh, unconfirmed, but did you hear that Gallagher and Zia Lee are a thing? Ooh, that's cute. Like Gall- like Gallagher was married again. 
I've only heard it through the grapevine. If it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. But uh, can you imagine that? That's, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, well, oh, oh, there, there it happened. It happened. I see it. Oh, wow. They are naked. Huh. It's just like, they it's are like both Casey Cut it's, it's pretty much like Casey Cut and Zaro and Ricochet, but it's kicks but, and not flips. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Well. Uh, well, speaking of Zia Lee, next up we have Zia Lee versus Chelsea Green. Ah, see, they were in two segments. Like, you know, yeah. They want to get as, it done. As WWE does. Um, yeah. They usually put couples back to back. Green starts the match by throwing her wedding dress veil thing into Zia Lee. Uh, the two go back and forth. Uh, Aaliyah comes out to distract Zaya. Zaya then gives Aaliyah a hard kick to the chest, kind of knocking her out like a sack of potatoes. Actually, it seemed like she made legit contact on that. The I'm prettier, Wait, the I'm prettier to Zia Lee by Chelsea Green, the pin and the win. Um, Did they name it something else though? I like no, the I'm prettier. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you said unprettier. No, no, it is the unprettier, but it's I'm it's, prettier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I like Zia Lee, this is a nothing match. Uh, she's still green, like considering yeah. how long she's been working for that company. Like, yeah. she's kind of the she's kind of treading water, and I, maybe it's the quality of opponents, but yeah. she kind of. Like uh, I said, she's kind of treading water in terms of her her skill level, and I feel like they need to do something that will advance advance her as a performer in yeah. general, not just giving her the likes of no disrespect to Chelsea Green or Aaliyah or Vanessa Bourne. Just like they just keep on giving her these type this level of opponent. Like I'm, I kind of want to see her with Io Shirai. You know, she can lose to Io Shirai. Actually, should lose to Io Shirai because Io Shirai should never lose. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, she's great. I mean, she's good up and comer, but you know, this, I, this is a nothing I'm not match. willing to make that assessment that Zia Lee is actually good because she's she's treading water, and I can. I am because see she's she's and, evolved over a long, like over past couple of years. Very, she's come along quite some uh, ways. So, yeah, I, I think she's she's done very very good job of where she's come from to where she is now. No, but my criticism is that she's been kind of the same throughout her like her tenure throughout WWE. And I kind of just want to see her get challenged a bit more. Oh, I mean, she's been challenged the same. Yeah, for sure. Like the same type of opponent. Yeah. Uh, next up, let's see. Oh, uh, Robert Stone offers a hand to Aaliyah after the match. Morrow hinted at a Robert Stone brand extension. Uh, but uh, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to see that. I think that was just kind of like, thanks for helping out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Geico NXT superstar facts. Uh, they have the the superstar fact. Give it to me, man. Adam Cole became the first ever North American champion when he defeated five other superstars in a ladder match at NXT Takeover New Orleans. Michael, can you name the five superstars that were in that match? Why, well, yes, I do, Corey. It's Lars Sullivan. Um, yes, one. Ricochet. Yeah, two. EC three. Three. EC three. Yes. Velveteen Dream. Yes, four. You have one more. It was he defeated Adam five. Cole. No, not Adam Cole is no, yeah. the winner. One more person. Uh, ah, not Buddy Murphy, not nope. Chad Gable. Nope. Do you know? Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I looked it up. I'm looking. Okay, at it. who? It's uh, Killian Dane. Okay. Okay. Five stars, by the way. Uh, Five stars, Lars. But uh, you know, since we have the Geico NXT Superstar facts, I'm gonna give you the Corey NXT Superstar facts. Uh, Chris, oh boy. Chris Hero wrestled Keith Lee in the second in his second to last indie match at Evolve 76. Uh, actually, my first is it indie is Evolve indie back at this time. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, uh, it was my first indie show uh, where the match where both top two ropes snapped and broke and they still continue the match. So 
Ah, just like Sean and Brett. So next up, we have uh, the debut of Karrion Cross in NXT. And oh my God, this entrance was like an indie horror film come to life in NXT. Uh. So it was really cool. He comes out. There's like, there's lights. There's, it's like a WrestleMania fucking entrance. It was, yeah. There's um, yeah. smoke. And then all of a sudden you hear a woman singing and Scarlett is lip singing the song the entire way down, which I hated. It was not good. I was not a fan of this entrance. Actually, it was just, it was, uh, it was an exercise of overabundance. Yeah. I thought this was just super fucking extra. They it's also, it's just, and I know like they do have a good amount of variety within their gimmicks of NXT. You got Velveteen Dream, you got Dexter Loomis, you got, you know, you got characters, but then they're make, they made carrying cross just another heavy metal monster type of person. Like I see this with Damien Priest. I saw this with Alistair Black. You kind of see it with Shayna Baszler, which is kind of reaching. I know, but Rhea Ripley, you got Rhea Ripley. Like this is just, this just kind of screamed triple H. Yeah. It's it's triple H guy. You can pick out all the triple H people. And like it, it didn't used to be that way. And like, I don't know. NXT just um, seems kind of different lately. Uh, but and no, I, he has a, his debut squash match. It's against a guy named, uh, was it Leon Ruff? The way they introduced Leon Ruff was the funniest way possible because he's not in the ring, but then you get a close up of Karrion Cross, and then you just cut to a fucking wide, eight, wide and shot. He's just of just, there. And he's just standing there. And what I would have preferred was just a close up of a scared, of scared Leon Ruff. And uh, yeah, they kill him. Saito suplex through a naked choke. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the debut of um, Carrion Cross and Scarlet. Scarlet. <laughs> um, Carry on Cross. Next backstage, we have Mackenzie. Carry on. Carry on the cross. Uh, Mackenzie asking Riddle's answers to Imperium. Uh, Riddle says it's not up to him, it's up to Thatcher. Thatcher says, You knock him out, I'll tap him out. Showing uh, all three of his teeth. I think Thatcher's joining Imperium. I don't know why, but isn't okay. So it wasn't Ring Comp, Ring Comp, Ring Comp. This is a yeah, a but then, but based then he was off. he was in Ring Comp, but like, then he was also in Catch Point. So with with, with Riddle, with Riddle and Gulak, and yeah, know. I don't know. I I just think you really have. Well, you don't have Catch Point. You have a, a Imperium, which is based off Ring Comp. I don't know. I don't know. I see a lot in Timothy Thatcher. I like him. And, I like and then him, Imperium him. can win the titles and they can actually defend the titles because there's, they're both there. You can have real go off and do a one-on-one with Thatcher at that point. I don't know. I just like, I think Timothy Thatcher's in the same class of just dudes who can wrestle. Same with Brian and Gulak. I, they got a good concentration of dudes like that in WWE that surprisingly they're using them properly, maybe yeah. because they just have no choice but to do that. But like, yeah. it's, I see some. I see. I see a lot. I see a lot in Timothy Thatcher, which unsurprisingly, because you know, when he 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 garnered a lot of buzz when he got signed. And I should. He is somebody that I should really just kind of brush up my homework on. Maybe that's going to be my assignment this week. And well, he was like, he was at that show with Keith Lee and Chris Hero that I went to my first indie show. So how was he? He was good. Yeah, memorable. Uh, Io Shirai versus Charlotte Fair for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, this is a good match until the finisher. Uh, I thought this was bordering on match of the week territory. I yeah. thought with little time they had with one another, they showed great chemistry. They're both they're both high flyers in their own category. The yeah. the Frankensteiner from the top looked in, like 
I want to, I don't want to say incredible, but it was textbook. It was just one of those things that these are just two women who were completely confident in how they moved and how they moved with each other. Um, there was a bit of, there was a little bit of hiccups along the way. Like there was a spot where Shirai ran. I, it, I no, it was Charlotte who tripped, who tripped on the, you know, yeah, the corner. And- yeah, exactly. It was back and you know back and forth between the, between the two. Uh, Frankensteiner onto Charlotte off the top rope. Uh, missed moonsault spot by Charlotte. Tiger kick, which is a six one nine, followed by a double knees in the corner to Charlotte. EO misses a moonsault to the outside, and then Charlotte just strikes EO with a kendo stick. So I mean, it, like I said, it was a good match. This was dumb. And then all this of a sudden, just uh, uh, a fucked finish. So it's. It was a it was a finish where you can't stop but think about the finish yeah. because the match was got to be was getting really good and they I have no doubt in my mind they'll run it back but it, it it's such a turnoff it's such a turnoff when you do that on a show like yeah you're you're gonna get your you're gonna get your views yeah. on the, on paper but then when that happens probably the rest of the show gets suffers after that or just I didn't like it at all yeah she's <laughs> continuing the beat down on Io Shirai out comes Rhea Ripley for the save uh, Rhea Ripley hits a front face buster to Charlotte on the edge of the ring which at a moment there I thought Charlotte kind of knocked a tooth out because she was reacting kind of weird to it spit yeah it's spit uh no 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 I didn't see a spit I just she legit like grabbed her tooth and looked like she was checking inside her mouth for a second that's all um as Rhea though is leaving Io is pissed because her match has got a fucked finish and uh Rhea I would is, be too shut up shut up Io shut up that's not an Australian I would be too it's it. one of those angers where you're mad at, you're not just mad at the person who did it you're mad at everybody around you yeah. uh backstage Mackenzie interviews Rhea Io interrupts <laughs> Attacks Rhea, they fight. So uh, after this, we have Kushida versus Jake Atlas, the former IWGP junior heavyweight champion versus the former APW universal champion. Uh, Atlas, though, uh, coming uh, comes jumping off the top rope and Kushida hits him with an arm bar out of nowhere. I mean, this this is a pretty fast match. I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I'll be honest. He's could have again uh, the cruiserweight the cruiserweight tournament. It had a lot of potential, and they had a lot of time. They they on paper they could have easily just had t- filled all this time, but they I, I think it's just the WWE philosophy, it's just like or this certain philosophy going on in WWE where quick matches retains your audience, and I'm just like that's further from that cannot be any further from the truth. Yeah. Uh, after the match, uh, Mackenzie interviews the Cushman. Um, I believe Phantasm. He's no, he's fighting Phantasm next. No, that's um, who's fighting Phantasm next? Uh, God, these matches. Akira Dazawa's fight facing him. Um, I don't know who uh, Kushida's facing next, but you know, man, these matchups are just instant sellouts. Anywhere, like any in any other indie, man. Oh, definitely. Kushida versus Jake Atlas. That that's that that's a borderline dream match. Some yeah. might say it is yeah. a dream match. Um. So, I mean, I, I like where this tournament's going, but it's starting to slow down. The first couple of matches were great, and now they're starting to really slow down. Man, they really should have gotten Kyle O'Reilly into this tournament, but considering how they treat these matches... He has asthma. Probably. He can't. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, wait, no, yeah. Uh, next up, Finn Balor. He apparently was going to come and tell us who attacked him, but doesn't, so there's that. 
<laughs> uh, he says, uh, he says, I used to think the biggest snakes in the company were in the office. Oh, I'm not so sure now. Rule number one, attack the guy and to get the push, the music, the smoke, the lasers. But then the bell rings and you're in the ring with the prince and there's nowhere to hide, buddy. Feller, uh, I'm a patient man, but... Uh, to ever to anyone who have attacked me, the push you're expecting won't be a push. It'll be a God. squash. Well, is this written by Vince Russo? That's exactly what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's it was weird. It was like this insider. I'm going to say all these cool things to for all the smarks out there, even though the, I hate the smarks, too. I'm going to cater them and then just step on their balls. Yeah. And then Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes comes out and he says, man. Well, hold on, sucks. Hold okay, on, hold on. We, I mean, we have him. He has a match first against okay. uh, Denzel Dejernet. Um, he pretty much double stomps Denzel. I mean, even though Denzel Dejernet got a double stomps on Denzel. Um, Grimes uh, is on the mic after this. He says, uh, "Times this are is the best part." He says, "Times are changing around here. It's Grime time. Um, I better. I'm better uh, than this. Cameron Grimes deserves more than this right now." Finn Balor, if you want the push, um, then attack him. Attack him. Uh, too bad someone beat me to it because if I were there, I'd walk right up to him, look I him dead in the eye. Bitch Finn Balor because he's a bitch and I'm I'm a man right here. And that's if when uh, Finn... if he was here all, like right now, yeah. I would do everything and anything to him. <laughs> any. And then um, Finn Balor just sneaks up behind him and he's like, "Oh, you want to attack me? Slap me, Balor. You want to slap?" He's me? just like, "I'm sorry, man." I mean <laughs> he's like, "Dude, no, I was told I, to say I'm that. Not, no, man, I won't do this. It's in the script. I'm sorry, dude." Uh, that's yeah, we, that's what they. That's what it kind of came off as. Yeah. Like, oh, these guys are shooting on each other, bro. Oh. This is gonna be written on the sheets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it was just weird. Um, he uh, he hits him with a double stomp. Um, like I said, Balor ah, walks up to Grimes. It's a mirror match. They do uh, both do stomps. Where Grimes is, I, I said, I wrote in my notes. Uh, Grimes is just in kayfabe where Balor was shooting. Um, at least that's how it seemed. Uh, Grimes tries between two dimensions. Uh, Grimes tries to attack Balor, but Balor lays him out. He goes, "There's a snake hiding in the long grass out there. I'll find him." And when I do, the best way to kill a snake is to chop off its head. Balor so, out. Uh, he plays music. We also have uh, confirming next week. We will have Grimes versus Finn Balor. Uh, then we go to the main. And then next week, Thatcher. Uh, yeah, and, Thatcher uh, and Riddle. Riddle versus Imperium were. That's Thatcher's gonna. That's screw gonna Riddle look like that, NXT looks pretty spicy this next week. No, it was good. Good show this week, I thought. Uh, main event time: Velveteen Dream, which they actually have this match. They're having this match, and I, I was, uh, the bell's about to ring. I'm like, they're having this match. It's about to happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we haven't heard anything like any new developments from this. I think they just let it pass by. Well, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, can, we didn't hear anything about uh, Nancy Argentino for 18 years. So, let's, Yeah, let's, but then let's uh, you would also have to take into account of the background of the of the accused party as well. Not saying that. You I, know, know. I know. We talked about that last week. Yeah. And, um, uh, but Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, the two exchange. I didn't like this match at all. I'll be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Velveteen Dream sucks. This match, this match sucks. Uh, the two exchange strikes. Uh, Cole tossing the st- solid steel stairs. The solid steel stairs. That was hard to say. Cole goes uh, for two kicks to Dream's legs, knocking him down. He attempts the last shot, but Dream hits a spine buster to Cole. These two go back and forth, trading moves. Uh, backstabber to Dream, and Dream hit the biggest uh, loogie out of his mouth that I've ever seen. It was pretty disgusting. Uh, Yushi Garoshi to Dream, followed by a kick out. 
Uh, scary move, though, when uh, Cole hits a super kick to Velveteen Dream and Dream falls on him uh, kind of in a pinning predicament. Uh, but he kicks out Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong come down to the ring holding holding hands. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it was kind of funny. I, I didn't. And then who comes slithering out of the under the ring? This is the best part part of this entire. But match. did you notice this? Did you notice somebody was crawling like a snake? That's who attacked Finn Balor, dude. It's Dexter Loomis. Good, good eye. Uh, Dexter Loomis appears slithering from under the ring. He takes out Undisputed Era um, and the ref inadvertently. Purple Rainmaker to Adam Cole, but there's no ref to count because he's knocked out. Super kick, last shot to Dream. Adam Cole pins Velveteen Dream, retains, and that is uh, that is NXT. Yeah, that was a bad match. Um, yeah, it was a horrible match. Velveteen, match. Velveteen Dream just does not have does not have it in terms of in-ring work he is he is entirely dictated by the audience yeah, you know people yeah. want to get when people get behind him that kind of it kind of lights a fire in him and without that it's he's kind of just a guy who just who just flail he, he just flails around all, yeah, all like definitely. all around and not, not not because of his character it just that's just how he moves yeah. like as a person and i just wasn't i wasn't i wasn't in, into it yeah. well that was uh that was NXT. That was AEW. That was news. That was the B match of the week. What was the match of the week? Uh, Aaliyah versus no, uh, uh, no. I mean, it had to have been AEW, right? Um, the um, the tag match. I'm gonna say Kaz and Moxley. That was that's kind of that was really that was real meat, meat and potatoes. You like meat and potatoes, don't you? It's a good hey, it's, a good, it's a good dish. It's a good dish. It's a good dish, man. But uh, let's uh, it's about let's wrap things up here on the. We beach went show. really long. <laughs> Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check us out on YouTube. And, uh, thank you. Thumbs up if you like. Thumbs down if you don't. But hey, some sort of reaction. I don't know. Guys, we'll see you later. Bye.